Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up out of bed to pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. While we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 2 verses 1 through 20. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly... 
there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Here ends the reading. Advent is a time for hoping and waiting, and Christmas Eve, the day before the season of Christmas begins, is always kind of weird liturgically because a season and a day, a feast, actually begins the, at the, the time the sun goes down the day before. So the calendar that we're used to in the West of you know midnight being the turnover is is newer. Uh, the Israelites and even uh, Jewish people today celebrate, when they say days, they mean uh, the time right before you go to bed when the sun goes down until the same time the next day. So the day begins in darkness and then ends when the, the light ends as well. Uh, and so, if you look up the RCL, it actually doesn't have a reading for today. I had to choose one for Christmas Day because the 24th and the 25th are typically jumbled together sometimes. There will not be a reading or a podcast for tomorrow. Uh, it's not a rest day, but it is a day that belongs uh, to God, to um, services that are uh, prescribed as you know, kind of being a big deal. Um, if you remember uh, this podcast and the the idea of selecting weekday readings was because they were the scraps, they were left over, and they were the pieces that people tend to forget. And Christmas Day is not about forgetting, um, but I the the reading from Isaiah. Um, you'll remember if you've been listening from the start, the very first day that I started podcasting read kind of a long reflection from a sermon that I gave um, about this concept that really makes me think of soldiers and vets for good or bad reasons, I don't know. But uh, on, on those who dwell in darkness, uh, upon them a great light has shined. And this comes from Isaiah 9, and it's repeated later in the, in the same book. And then Jesus in Matthew's Gospel picks up on this line um, as he uh, completes the temptations by Satan in the 40 days in the wilderness and right before he begins his own ministry at 30 years of age and then he, he goes off to a military town like Fayetteville, North Carolina or Columbus, Georgia or um, El Paso, Texas, all these towns that are right by military towns. That's where Jesus begins his ministry. Um, and it's, just, it's 
it, it, it's just so poignant to me that um, that these the people who have dwelled in darkness are these two tribes, Naphtali and Zebulon, who are kind of the the martial tribes. They were responsible for carrying the martial staff. Um, and they were also known for being really brave in battle in the song of Deborah and Judges, uh, which is the oldest known part of, of the Hebrew Bible. And here it is Christmas Eve, right before we celebrate the birth of God through a, a woman, a human, the, the Revised Lectionary calls for the same line. Not verse 1, not verse 3, but verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The, the, the military, those who have experienced this you know, cataclysmic event like war, have actually seen a great light. And those who live in the valley of the shadow of death, in the dark place, it's on them that light has shined. So these readings are through and through evocative of military culture. Even in Paul's letter to Titus, he talks about training, which is something that the military is known for doing. I mean, certainly companies train their employees, but like, you really want to train someone, you look to the military. That kind of operant and classical conditioning, um, we know what it's like to be trained. And then, you know, the selective service registration, all men have to be registered. There was a census uh, at the time uh, that, that drew um, Joseph, really, and his, his wife, um, Mary to go back to his home of record to be counted in the census. Um, and so this is the, the story of Christian soldiers is woven into the story of, of Christ, the story of the church. And it's something I hope that we never lose sight of. And that's what this whole podcast is about, is, is praying with and alongside and through the hearts and minds and eyes of soldiers and veterans, these the people who have put up with a lot. They're hardy, H-A-R-D-Y. Um, they've got thick skin. It's difficult to, to get them to take offense at things, and that's why I sometimes use um, offensive language, offensive usually to civilians. Veterans and soldiers don't typically take offense at quote-unquote bad words. Um, in fact, there's a reason it's called swearing or cussing like a sailor because sailors are maritime soldiers and they cuss a lot. We cuss a lot. Um, and, and there will not be a podcast tomorrow because that's a day that belongs to God. But I will be back on the 26th, which is the, the Feast of St. Stephen. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about Stephen and other um, saints who are humble and hardy and, and um, even soldier saints, pew pew people, um, who reflect this kind of grungy um, edginess, this this kind of wretchedness of, you know, these people who don't give a fuck, or the only fuck that they do give is to love and serve God, even though everybody looks at them like they're idiots, or they're assholes, or they're damaged goods, or they're a diagnosis. All they care about is God. All they care about is loving and serving the Lord. Um, and so the, there aren't a lot of saints' feasts in Advent because it's such an important season. But in Christmas, during Christmas tide, everything gets kind of upturned. Christmas and Easter, you'll see Christ is here. It's a celebration of this upturned world um, that has been inaugurated through his coming. So you'll see the podcast, um, the episode image, cover image, get inverted to a negative image because there's there's something 
drastically right with the world when Christ is here. And Christmas um, and Easter are those two times when Christ is here and the, the whole the whole narrative shifts. The world, the upside down world is shown, proven uh, to be more real and more important and more substantive and determinative than this world that we've created for ourselves. Um, and so you'll see that switch. You will not hear from me tomorrow, but I look forward to praying with you uh, once more um, Wednesday morning. So until then, uh, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and I will. I'll hear. You'll hear from me again on the second day of of Christmas time. Be proper for Christmas Day from lesser feasts and fasts. O God, you have caused this holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we, who have known the mystery of that light on earth, may also enjoy him perfectly in heaven, where with you and the Holy Spirit he lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. <laughs>